0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the
1: magic is in learning. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. This podcast is being recorded on July 4th, 2017. Happy Independence Day for those that celebrate it and Happy day to those that do not. I'm Chris.
2: I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa.
1: And we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about some things. We're going to do a couple of site-related things. First, I wanted to mention that if you are using a BrailleSense, U2, Hand Mini, what have you, and even the Braille Note Apex... You're not able to access the Mystic Access website. And that is because of the SSL certificate, at least that's what I think it is. Every time you go to the website using one of those devices, it doesn't let you in. It says invalid SSL certificate. So it's my understanding or my guess that those devices are using such an old version of Internet Explorer that it can't handle the 256 bit encryption of the current ssl certificate so if you have one of these devices and would like to contact us to order something you would need to do that either on a computer on an ios device android device what have you or you can call us on the phone
3: yeah we're happy to help you our real priority is to make sure that the order process on our site is secure and that your information is secure and that is really the main priority so unfortunately we can't accommodate your security and also these really old versions of ie so our apologies about that you can always attempt to contact your manufacturer and see if they'll fix it but listen you know the problem is a lot of these are really old in the great scheme of technology anyway they're older devices so it isn't likely that they're priorities lie in fixing that for those devices but we're happy to help you we're happy to take care of you and we want you to be happy and be able to know what we're doing and what we're offering and to help you have a great order experience so feel free to email us call us we're happy to Talk to you. We're happy to help you place the order. If you want to do it through the website on a computer, as Chris said, you're welcome to do that, or on an iOS or Android device. One thing I'd like to mention while we're on this subject is pre orders. And I'm mentioning that for a reason, which we'll get to in a second, but I do want to mention that you can pre order through PayPal. It does look a little weird though, and Chris can explain that.
1: When you do a pre order, at the bottom of the screen, there are radio buttons. One radio button is to pre-order via the credit card and another radio button is to pay later when that happens you're sent an email so basically the only way that you can put your money down so to speak is by doing it via the credit card that's the only way that you can place the pre-order if you select pay later when the product is released, you'll receive an email with a link to complete your order, and at that time, you can pay via PayPal.
3: And then you'll get your order. So Correct. after you pay via PayPal, after the release date, then you'll be able to get your order. But essentially, you put yourself in the queue to say, oh, okay, it's release date time, and here's an email for you saying now you can purchase.
1: Correct. So if you yep.
3: want to purchase through PayPal, you can absolutely do it. We just wanted to explain to you how it worked so that there wouldn't be any confusion. Speaking of ordering things and goodies for you guys, please remember that we currently have a coupon available for you. And it is Summer Love 17. That's all one word. Summer Love 17. And it's 17. And it will give you 15% off of your order. And you can use it twice. So you can use it on two different orders if you wish to, between now and July 16th. We just want to offer that as our way of saying thanks for hanging out with us and being a part of our community. And we want to give you a little bit of extra savings on your orders now that convention season is about to get into full swing. One thing you may wish to order is a pre-order. And it is the new Apple TV fourth generation audio tutorial, which will be out this coming Monday, July 10th. So very excited about that. Everything is coming along swimmingly there, and we really hope that you're going to like it. I hope I never have to ever reset my Apple TV ever again.
1: (laughs) It's funny that she says coming along swimmingly, because there's probably been a few times when she's wanted to throw her Apple TV into the closest, like, river or lake or something. Yes.
3: Or throw myself into the closest body of water, (laughs) let me tell you, because there have been some moments there especially during the setup process but it's getting to the fun part now and the recording is going very well and it's getting closer and closer to completion with every passing day so i'm very excited to be able to share that with you guys and it's going to be fun and the table of contents on the pre-order product page is going to change just a wee little bit but i'm not going to change it until it's completely finished by then, I'll be able to tell you guys how long it's actually going to be, but it's definitely going to be well over five hours. There's no doubt of that. <laughs> Just the settings section alone and all those setup sections are long sections, but it's turning out very nicely if you have been interested in a fourth generation Apple TV, if you have a third gen and want to compare a fourth gen Apple TV, or if you have no idea what I'm talking about and say, well, what is an Apple TV? This may be something that interests you. And if you are interested in learning more, another way to possibly find out is we are probably going to have a free teleclass coming out with Apple TVs as part of it in the next several weeks. However, the tutorial will be off pre-order by then. So that's another way. If you want to find out more information, definitely stay tuned. If you aren't part of our news list and or our free teleclasses list, you may wish to sign up for those. And we'll put links to the free teleclasses page in the show notes so that you'll have that. And you can sign up to our free news list from any page of the website. It's on the home page and it's also in the sidebar on all the other pages. So you can find that and sign up for it. It's a heading. So if you scroll by heading, you will find the link. And we always provide lots of information there. So that's just something to note. The Apple TV tutorial is $39. That's kind of our sweet spot price. So if you'd like to pre-order it, you can. And now you know how to do it with PayPal, or of course you can do it via any major credit card. And just so you know, you are not charged until July 10th, which is the release date.
2: To me, one of many advantages of working with Kim and Chris is I get to hear this stuff as it is in the process of rolling off the presses. I really think that the Apple TV tutorial is going to kind of take its place as a classic kind of like the Echo tutorial and the Stream tutorial there. Very well done, and this one is just fantastic in the way that it's laid out and the way that everything is explained and demonstrated. So if you have an Apple TV, or if you're thinking about one, this really is something to consider. You know, it's funny, when I got my Apple TV, after I got through setup, I thought, you know, using this is almost easier, I think in some ways, than using an iPhone. And if the Apple TV had been around before the iPhone and iPod Touch devices were available, I think my recommendation would have been for some people, well, if you're not sure if you're going to use an iPhone or an iPod Touch, get the Apple TV first because the interface really is pretty simple. So definitely worth considering both the Apple TV and the tutorial. Thank you
3: very much. The only thing that I wish was that the Apple TV had like voice stream reader apps or Bard apps or something like that, Audible apps to uh, to add to our reading pleasure with the Apple TV. I think that would be awesome. I would love that.
2: That would be neat. Yeah.
1: Also, just one more thing to add about the Apple TV tutorial: there are tips and tricks. It's not just do this, 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 and this. It's, you know, in some situations. You're going to need to do it this way. Because if you do it another way, it might not work out too well for you. And I think Kim knows exactly what section I am thinking about. And we'll just leave it at that.
3: So another reminder, if you are not going to conventions and you are sitting at home wondering what you could do this weekend that would be fun and cool and interesting, we might have some ideas for you. Starting this coming weekend on the 7th and 8th of July... And the next weekend as well, we are going to have four free teleclasses on offer for you guys. And we're very excited about those. And we just want to give a quick recap of what those are about and how you can find out more information. On the Friday evening, the 7th, which is this coming Friday as of the recording of this, we're going to have a class comparing the Amazon Echo products with the Google Home products. And what they can do, how they differ from one another, how they are similar to one another, things you can do with one that you can't do with another, information like that. We're going to have a lot of fun showing you all about that. And the next Friday, we're going to have kind of its sister class. So that is July 14th. And we're going to have a class all about, it's something similar to something that I uploaded into our free downloads page a couple weeks ago about hidden gems that your Alexa can do that you didn't know she could do. Well, this is like that, except it's for Google Home. And, Lisa, tell us a little bit more about what they might find out in this cool little class.
2: Well, Google Home, like, has apps. That's actually one of the sticky parts, because they don't (laughs) seem to have decided what they're calling them. And so people are making up their own minds. I've heard them called skills. I've heard them called services, assistant apps, apps, all kinds of things. But they are some things that you can have the Google Home do that are not natively baked into the Google Home app. It seems like a lot of people know about the native features but they don't know about these more obscure skills and services or whatever you want to call them so we will be discussing some of those and some are very similar to what are on the echo and some are different and so we think that this will be as Kim said a nice sister class to the one on the seventh maybe you have a Google Home and you just don't really know about all the things it can do. Maybe you have a Google Home and you're just not familiar with all that it can do. As we've stated in a previous podcast, it is still undergoing quite a lot of changes. Or maybe you have thought about purchasing a Google Home and you just don't know. You either already have an Echo and you're not sure what the point is or you don't have either one of them and you're trying to find out which is the best device. Well, a little bit of a hint, it really does come down to which is best for you. And we're hoping that both of these classes together will help you figure out just that.
1: One thing I wanted to mention too, I found out today, if you are in any way, shape, or form interested in the Amazon Echo Dot, that is the forty-nine-dollar little guy that sits on your desk, and Lisa and Kim both have one. Yeah. I I found out today. Well, I have one too. Um, <laughs> yes, but, of course she what, does. <laughs> <laughs> he
3: does. He has lots of Echo products. <laughs> well, I,
1: I can I can call myself like Kim can call herself now. But anyway, that's we'll not. We'll get what, to that later. We'll get to that in a second, but. One thing that I noticed today while I was browsing on the fire, you can purchase an Echo Dot for $49 or you can break it up for five months of $10 a month. Oh, that's nice. So you can do Amazon, you know, they don't charge you any interest. They just basically charge your device or charge your credit card over the next five months and it's about $10 each. Usually how that works is you pay the first month and taxes so of course your state has to get their taxes so if it's ten dollars a month if it's fifty dollars then you're gonna be paying the first time on the tax for the total price and then the remainder are ten dollars ten dollars ten dollars until it's paid off so i think that's really kind of cool so if you can't afford the fifty dollars at the start for the Echo Dot and you really wanted one, maybe you could do it for $10 a month.
3: Yeah, that's a great idea. And the Dot just keeps getting cooler and cooler. And toward the end of the podcast, I'm gonna show you her cool new feature that just came out last Friday, I think. (laughs) And I promised when it came out a few podcasts ago that I would show it and run across my house and look crazy. So I'm gonna show you guys that in a few minutes. (laughs) So, back to classes for a moment while we're talking about free things or low cost things. Our Saturday classes, which are offered on the 8th and the 15th, are something a little different than things that we've offered in the past, but they're very important and I think they can help a lot of people out. Saturday, the 8th, we're going to be talking about the differences between life coaching and personal consulting. What are the differences? What make them similar? Why might you want one? What the heck are they anyway? (laughs) We're going to explain all that to you and give you some ideas as to why those might be something that would enhance your life or help you with your career or your assisted technology. Coaching and consulting are both offerings available through Mystic Access. And we want to be able to give those a little bit more love, but we also want to give you a little bit of an education in why you might care, (laughs) frankly. (laughs) So we think these are important classes, and we think they're going to assist you in just that. The following Saturday, and I say these are important classes because in this class, on the class on the 15th, we're going to actually do some live demonstrations for you and show you what it would be like from a coaching perspective and from a consulting perspective and how they differ. So you'll be able to see in real time The differences and the similarities between the two modalities. Lisa, do you want to share anything else about these classes?
2: Only that if you think you might be even mildly interested, you really should come. When I first heard about life coaching and consulting, I thought, oh, these are for people making six figures a year, basically high-powered, high-achievers, business people. And really, life coaching and consulting can be for everyone. It can be a wonderful investment that can get you on the right track. Some people find that when they work with a life coach or a consultant, they get closer to that six-figure possibility. Other people just find that they get help with their goals and clarity in their lives and I say just, and that's not really what I meant because it can be very important it's a little hard to explain and I feel like I'm slow to get started and then once I get started talking about it then it's hard to stop me because I've had some coaching sessions and really can see the benefits here's an explanation you won't probably find on any coaching website for me at least I find that coaching and consulting can really help you cut through the crap and cut through the stories you're telling yourself, the things that are holding you back. You know, sometimes, at least for me, because I really can only speak for myself, maybe I have a big or a daunting, scary situation. And my brain is so busy going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, that it can't really think it can't really come up with solutions. And Depending on whether you're doing coaching or consulting, you may have those solutions suggested to you or skilled questions may be used to help you come up with those solutions on your own. And sometimes those are the best because they're your own. They're custom made for you. And I don't know about you, but sometimes if I come up with something versus if someone tells me I should do something, (laughs) I'm more apt to do it if I come up with it on my own. But anyway, I... I'm getting to that point where it will be hard to shut me off so i'm going to do it for myself but if you think that you might be at all interested in these classes you truly have nothing to lose and you might find that you have quite a lot to gain by checking them out
3: yeah come spend a few hours with us and let us give you a little more information it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to hopefully be very educational and so come with your curiosity Each of the four classes that we've just talked about are about 75 minutes, and we'll definitely leave time at the end of each class for your questions and comments, and you can ask about class topics, or you can also ask about Mystic Access-related topics as well. So, how do you learn more about these classes? Well, to do that, you need to sign up for our free teleclasses list, and this is a discussion list. It's done through groups.io, and you can find out more about all of our upcoming classes, and the information will be sent to the list. Call-in information, all that will be sent. In fact, the information was just sent out this morning if you are already part of our free teleclasses list, but don't worry, if you join by Friday, we will definitely be sending the information again sometime Friday so that you will be able to get the information for the upcoming classes. And the information will be the same for all four classes, so once you have it for one, you'll have it for all of them and we will be also giving the exact times of the classes on the list as well. So to sign up for that, you will go to mysticaccess.com/teleclasses. That's mysticaccess.com/t e l e c l a s s e s. And that will get you there. You will fill in your email address in the form on that page, and it's the first form on the page. So you'll see a search box up at the top, go down past that, and then you'll see a page full of information and you'll see a form to put in your email address to sign up for the class and there'll be a heading above that that's descriptive that explains to you. This is where you put your email address for the free teleclasses list. So do that confirm your subscription and you will be all set and if you need the information and you're part of the list, just let me know or let Lisa know and one of us can get you that and we can make sure that you have the numbers that you need. Another thing to note if you cannot attend live and you are part of the teleclasses list. You get first crack at the recordings. All the classes will be recorded. When or if they are put on the free downloads page is yet to be seen, but the class participants or the people on the free teleclasses list will have access to them within a couple of days of the classes. So recordings are yours first.
2: We're happy to be recording this podcast on July 4th, and we are recording in the morning. But after it's over, we may be going and doing some traveling in our respective areas. I recently have looked at two services, Uber and Lyft, and have some demos for you on those. Now, these are not complete walkthroughs of every single feature. If you want that, you can contact Mystic Access for training on the use of those apps. When I moved to a busier area and found that both services were available, I don't know. I had heard about the apps. I had looked at them and I was just a little nervous. I didn't know what to expect. And I had heard of people accidentally scheduling trips that they didn't know they had scheduled, you know, because it's all in real time. You don't necessarily feel like you have time to stop and carefully look at everything. Actually, I did have that time, but I just wasn't sure I would. And I thought, okay, let's do this from the standpoint of someone who's really, really new to this service. So in both cases, I took one ride with each service. And then on my second ride, I recorded the experience. I didn't want to really blunder and make huge mistakes and cause more confusion. At the time that I recorded both of these, I was pretty new to the services so you're going to get kind of that new person's perspective it may be that you say oh well I've used these services for years and I know these hidden tips and tricks and secrets that's wonderful and I'm sure very helpful but this really is just for people starting out and maybe you feel like having a walkthrough would be helpful As both Kim and Chris can attest, these services are coming to more places all the time.
1: Buffalo, for whatever reason, in the New York State's infinite wisdom, decided that for quite some time, New York City could have Uber and Lyft. And by the way, Lyft is spelled L Y F T, not like Lyft. For whatever reason, upstate New York didn't have Uber and Lyft. And we finally got it on June 29th of this year, of 2017. So June 30th, I decided to take a ride to Chili's because I've done that route so many times in cabs. Yeah, and it was good too. Um, (laughs) I did that run so many times in cabs and I kind of knew how much it was going to cost and I wanted to see what the experience was in a place that... I've gone to many times. I also didn't want to try it in a strange city and not not know what I'm up against. I must say that I had two experiences. I took Uber both ways. I've not taken Lyft yet, but I took Uber both ways. And you can pay with different pay methods. You can pay via credit card, you can pay via PayPal and you can also pay via Apple Pay if you have Apple Pay enabled on your iOS device. I'm not sure about Android. I don't know if you can pay with Android Pay. I assume you could, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But the first time I did it, I went into the app and told it that I wanted to pay via my stored credit card. I held the car and the guy pulled up, got into the car, had a really nice conversation with him. We went off to Chili's, he dropped me off, No money changed hands, nothing. You just left. It was like a friend pulling up to the place to let you off. When I left Chili's, I decided to pay via Apple Pay because I wanted to see what the experience was, if it was any different. Again, no money changes hands. You're not pulling your wallet out. You're not pulling your credit card out. You technically don't even have to pull your phone out of your pocket if you don't want to. But when I used Apple Pay and I hailed the ride, If you will when I booked the ride and Lisa will show all this in her demonstration so don't worry that's why I'm not really getting into you know what I had done because Lisa takes care of all that for us and uh, so when I hit book or you know get get uber X my fingerprint authentication came up that said okay you want to pay with Apple pay so authenticate prove to me that you want to pay with Apple pay so I did boom now once I got home again I just was dropped off and left and when I got home finally to read my email there were two email receipts so that's a good thing if you need to have these for business or what have you you have email receipts to tell you that you you know the amount and stuff like that but one thing that I really like about uber versus cabs is when you go in there you know what you are paying if it's seven dollars and fifty cents You're paying $7 and 50 cents. You're not sitting in a cab at an extremely long drawn out light and the meters running and running and running and you're not moving.
2: And you're drumming your fingers and your heart is going, Oh, this is going to be the size of the national debt.
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes. So that's one thing that I like. And I also like the fact that no money changes hands and it's safe for the driver. And it's safe for the passenger because the driver's not pulling anything out. And I really had some cool conversations with the drivers. My two drivers, at least to me, they seemed to be college age. And they were just looking for extra money. They said, you know, both of them actually said that they had just gotten out of work. And they decided instead of sitting home and nothing. That they would, you know, turn this app on and make extra money. So cool for that. Um, one thing I did want to mention is I took a page out of Lisa's book, and that is when I was at Chili's, I messaged the driver and told the driver that I had a visual impairment. So he responds back to me, he goes, sounds good. He goes, is there anything I need to do, you know, to help you get in the car? Because they don't know. And I said, nope, just let me pull up. Sure enough, he let me know when he pulled up, and I got in, and we were on our merry way. So, you know, it was a very seamless experience, and that way. In my opinion, at least, if you tell them that you have a visual impairment, they can find you where you can't find them. So, you know, they, they, they're they armed with that information. It's also my understanding that you can put a headshot in for your account and they can see that.
2: Another thing that I really liked that both services allowed was that you got an estimated time of arrival or ETA. To me, this is helpful because you can kind of listen for your ride also The one day when I took a trip, it was pouring down rain, so I could wait inside until they were about a minute away. On another day, it was about 90 degrees, and my ride was about 12 minutes away. It was really nice to just hang out in the air conditioning until, again, about one or two minutes' time, at which time I went outside. Because you don't want to cut it really close. I mean, if they're saying the ETA is one minute, they could already be there so you do want to give yourself a little bit of time but i didn't have to stand outside as long as i would have had i been waiting for a cab and you'll hear in the demo i paid with paypal and that too was very seamless currently the credit card i have which is through paypal does not support apple pay but i would have enjoyed trying that functionality as well you know we kind of geek out about this stuff and we get technical but my aim really was to keep this very simple and take the kind of the fear or the hesitation out of using these apps I mean you need to be careful you need to be safe but really overall it was a pretty seamless experience I do have a funny experience to share one night I could not sleep And it was about three in the morning and I knew I was going to be taking Uber soon. So I downloaded the app and I'm looking at it and I set up my payments in PayPal. I thought, okay, I'm as done as I can be with this for now. So I closed it and I went and was doing something on another app. Well, about two minutes later, (laughs) yeah, Uh uh-oh is right. Cue the scary music. About two minutes later, I heard a horn honking outside the house. Now, what are the chances at three in the morning? And I just knew I had scheduled a trip. And I'm thinking, okay, I've got to throw on some clothes, find some money, go downstairs, apologize profusely, make sure that my flaming red face doesn't set anything on fire. And then I thought, wait a minute, let me look. So I went back into the app and there is a My Trips item where you can review all trips. And it's like, you have taken no trips. You have no scheduled trips. Let me tell you, after that, insomnia was gone. I slept like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is not difficult to set things up. And as long as you don't hit kind of a get button or whatever, you're, you're pretty safe. But that was my, uh, my moment of panic. And so I, I share that, first of all, because to me it was a funny story. But so many people are intimidated by technology and they think that they're all alone and that this kind of stuff only happens to them. That's why we really say that when you come to us for consulting or coaching or tutorials or whatever it is, you can come with confidence and assurance because we've been there. We've had those, oh, no, this isn't my life kind of moments. We've also had the kind of moments where the trip really was booked, you know. Um, I,
1: yeah, I actually had that happen uh, with Curb, which used to be called Taxi Magic, which is kind of sort of the same idea with as Uber or Lyft, although it's done with taxis. And in a sense, you can book the cab without having to you know call anybody or what have you and it was like 5 30 in the morning and i did that once i was playing on the website and for whatever reason a car did get booked and it was five thirty in the morning and the car beeping mm. their horn and it was the cab so i did that one thing i did also want to mention going back to the uber thing when i did my search for chilies this is kind of funny it told me chilies in in uh in amherst but it didn't give me the street. But I knew that was the one that I wanted. There was another one in Chitawaga. I knew that wasn't the one that I wanted. So I knew the one in Amherst was the one that I wanted. Because I'm anal about these things, I want to know exactly the address of where I'm going. Because what happens if? So here I am with Uber. And then I open up Nearby Explorer on the phone, do a search for Chili's, because Nearby Explorer tells you the address. So I knew the address then. But having said that, when I left Chili's, my pickup point was Chili's and it automatically filled in the address for them so that they knew exactly where to pick up. But when I did the POI search, I guess I should call it as a POI search, it didn't tell me the address of the Chili's. So it is there, it just wasn't, it just didn't show up. I kind of wish they'd put that in there so you'd know right off the bat where exactly you were going.
2: The other thing that's interesting is you can use Blind Square if you have that on your phone and that has integration with Uber. So if I look up a destination, it will tell me roughly how many minutes and how much it would cost with Uber. And you can double tap and then if you have the Uber app, it will launch with that information already filled out for you.
1: Okay, here's a question for you. Since we're doing these classes on the Echo and our friend Google Home, have you associated your Uber account with either one of those devices?
2: I have not yet done that, only because I'm still kind of new. I'm planning to do it. I will probably do it before our class on Friday so that it's done and I can see how they work because I am curious. But... Again, there's a little bit of hear <laughs> concern. Well, you know, like with the Echo, it's practically this bad. You think. You know, you don't even say, you think, I'm hungry for Oreos. You know? And it's like, yep. fine, I've ordered your Oreos. And then they show up at your house. And I'm I'm a little afraid of this being that quick. So Part of me wants to try it, and part of me is like, maybe maybe not today. Maybe I'm just not ready for a calamity today. People do use it from the app, and I'm sure that the biggest obstacle to my getting it done rests squarely between my ears. So now, thank you, Chris, for guilting me into it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now I'll have to do it because here we are, and yeah, it really can't be that bad. And more than may- yeah,
1: more than more than likely. I think what you do is you just associate your app with your ID and stuff with the yeah. skill. Yeah. Well, just, and maybe just,
2: what I'll do is I'll do Lyft first because there are fewer Lyft drivers in the area, so it takes them longer to get here. So if I find that I've scheduled a trip, I have a little more time to cancel. Plus, in the Lyft app, there's a cancel trip button right there. Uh mm-hmm. huh. It's very easy to find. It's very in your face. So maybe I'll do Lyft first.
3: I would say that's Chris calling the, the
1: pot, calling the kettle black there, though, because I don't see him having his little echo associated with Uber yet either. So uh, Because I have that same space between my ears ah. that Lisa has. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, not the exact it, same space. No, no not, but definitely not the exact same space. No, but,
3: but
1: you know what I'm saying. Pretty yeah. close. I, quite frankly, I don't want some TV show to set it off or something. <laughs> I wonder if it can
3: be set up where it's like Amazon, though, and can have one of those four-digit codes that you have to say before it will automatically schedule anything. That would be cool.
2: I have my doubts, but I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And it's (laughs) got to give you that voice confirmation, you know, okay, I've confirmed your Uber, you know, or your Lyft. It'll be here in
1: 30 seconds. (laughs) Go get Ah. it. (laughs) In other
2: words, you're done for, my friend. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for it to say. Yes.
1: (laughs) Oh, actually, boy. actually talk about responses. Uh, one of the things that I heard um, on the Echo, if you tell her she's stupid, she comes back with a response, which is which is kind of cute. But it's like she says something like, that's not a very nice thing to say. Like, you're not supposed to call people stupid. So I thought that was kind of neat.
2: Well, then there's Siri. Did you ever ask Siri what zero divided by zero is? no. Oh, Siri kind of goes off on a tangent. It's pretty funny. And Siri is not as nice as the Echo is on that score. And now that we've talked longer about the demo than the demo probably (laughs) is, we hope you'll enjoy it. For some of you, Uber is a part of your daily lives. For others, though, you may just be getting started with it, or you may be hesitant. It could be that it's not even in your area yet. This was the case where I was living. However, I've temporarily moved to a larger city where I ultimately will be living and they do have it. So I have just recently started using it and wanted to give you a walkthrough of the app and of a typical ride if there is such a thing. I do not plan to comprehensively review every single feature of the app but rather to give you just enough information to help you get started. For consistency's sake, I will be recording using the same equipment for the entire demonstration. I'm using an Olympus 720 DM recorder and my iPhone 7. Let's take a look now at the Uber app. I'm using VoiceOver Samantha and it says Uber as does Eloquence on my computer. However, from what I've heard, it is correctly pronounced Uber. The first thing you'll need to do, of course, is to download the Uber app from the App Store. It's spelled U-B-E-R. My understanding is that the app is also available on Android. I don't know about any other platforms. It seems that most people that I know use it on their iPhones. I'm on the app and I'll double tap to open.
4: Home screen. Where to? Button.
2: From here I can flick left and there is one option.
4: Menu. Button.
2: I'll double tap.
4: Menu. Close. Button. Lisa Salinger. Payment. Your trips.
2: So, these three items first give you information. I've already set this up, of course. It has my name, it has my payment information, and it has records of my past trips. In this case, I've only taken one. The sign up process was very straightforward, and I won't go through it here, because it just is very textbook, very standard.
4: Free rides.
2: You can double tap this option and send others a code for a free ride and if they use that code both you and they get a free ride. Unfortunately when I signed up for Uber I did not see a place where I could input a code I had received. Help. This does contain lots of frequently asked questions and you might want to read through this as you have time and interest to learn more settings. We'll come back to this in just a moment.
4: Drive with Uber.
2: We will skip this for obvious reason. Most of the people listening to this podcast would probably not be eligible to drive with Uber. Still, if you're interested in the process, you could double tap that option. Legal. And then you have the legal information.
4: Drive settings.
2: I'm going to go into settings and just take a quick walkthrough.
4: Setting Back. Button. Settings lisa salinger
2: this has my name my mobile number i can change those if i choose
4: favorites heading home
2: and that gives the address that i currently have listed as home
4: work little flower manor
2: i have a place called little flower manor listed as my work address this is a place where a friend of mine now resides after having had a severe stroke and I am going there daily. I usually have other transportation, but sometimes need to take Uber. So far, this has been my only destination, and it's probably going to be my most commonly used one, so I put that in under work.
4: More saved places.
2: I don't have any other saved places, but this is where they would show up.
4: Events. Heading. Calendar shortcuts. Connect your calendar.
2: I could do this so that if, for example, I had meetings in various locations, it would show those places as possible destinations for Uber.
4: Profiles. Heading. Add business profile. Separate work and personal receipts.
2: That is relatively self-explanatory and a very nice feature.
4: Add family profile. Pay for loved ones and track their rides.
2: That also is self-explanatory. Music. Heading. Double tapping here will allow you if you have a ride that is considered music enabled to control the music that's playing through Pandora or Spotify. I have not done this and I really don't have any particular desire and it's not something you would absolutely need when traveling, so we're not necessarily going to explore this right now.
4: Back button. That home screen menu. Button.
2: I'm back on the home screen where I was when I first opened the app let's look at our options
4: where to button work button double tap to open the feed for more content and actions
2: button this feed has links to things like messages that you receive the ability to play back music, where you can learn more about driving with Uber, things that are either self-explanatory or that we've already touched on. The two other items on this screen are where to and work. You would double tap where to if you wanted to put in a destination other than the one you listed as work. In my case, I'm going to choose the work option because I am going to see my friend at Little Flower Manor.
4: Work button. Ride right options screen, ETA, 10 minutes, pickup, home, double tap to edit pickup location.
2: So what it's telling me is that someone could be there in about 10 minutes, ETA is actually ETA, which stands for estimated time of arrival. And if I wanted to edit my pickup location, I would double tap to do so.
4: Destination, work, double tap to edit destination. Back. Button. Popular. Page one of one. There is our higher due to increased demand.
2: Right now, as I'm doing the beginning part of this demonstration, which is actually being recorded the day before I'm taking my ride, surge pricing is in effect. What this means is that there are either fewer Uber drivers out there right now, or there is more of a demand. For this reason, prices are higher. Now if I wanted to wait five or ten minutes, those fares may or may not go back down.
4: Selected, UberX, $14.48.
2: Right now, the option that is selected is UberX, and the price is $14.48. I think the first time I took this ride, the price was about $8.60. So this is almost double. And in this case I would wait until the surge pricing had ended at least if I had that option which in this case I do.
4: Uber XL $21.37 1 to 4 seats.
2: So when you are traveling by yourself or maybe with one other person you could do Uber X if you needed more seats you could indeed request Uber XL. PayPal Double tapping this would allow me to change my payment option. You do need to have a credit card or PayPal linked.
4: Request UBERX
2: button. There is the button that, if I double tapped on it, would request my Uber. And because I have UberX selected, that's what I would be requesting. If I had selected the UberXL option, that's what would have been selected. Once you do that, you will be charged for the trip or for a portion of the trip if you've done it accidentally, but it's pretty clear because when you double tap that request button, you are starting your trip. I should also add here that you are not asked to tip your driver. If that person does something really out of the ordinary for you and you want to tip, you would need to do that using cash. You can't do it from within the app. If you want to check again to find out if pricing has gone down, you can do this. Back button. Double tap back.
4: Home screen. Where to? Button. Work. Button.
2: And in this case, I'm going to double tap work again.
4: Ride right options screen. Ada. Nine minutes. Pickup. Home. Double tap to edit pickup location. Destination. Work, double tap to edit destination. Back, selected, Uberx, $8.80.
2: So as you can tell, just in about five or so minutes, the price has gone back down. I would suggest before you use Uber for the first time for a particular trip, you might want to check pricing to get an idea of what's normal. Then you'll be able to know whether or not you are in surge pricing. Let's just use round numbers as examples. I got a message saying that pricing was higher and my Uber ride would have been about fourteen dollars. I checked another time and while I did not get the message that pricing was higher, my Uber ride was about ten dollars. This time when I checked my Uber ride was right around the eight dollar mark which is more what I'm used to seeing. So having that basic knowledge and awareness is good. I can only assume that pricing must have to go past a certain threshold before you receive the message that prices are higher due to demand. For now, I will close this demo and tomorrow, through the magic of audio editing, I will be back and we will take our trip. Okay, I am back. It is now the next day and I'm going to book my ride.
4: Double tap to open the feed for more content and actions. Double tap work button.
2: As you remember, I had where to and work, and double tap the feed to open more actions. As I said, I already have my destination selected, so I will double tap what I have labeled work.
4: Ride right options screen.
2: Actually, they have labeled it work. I have put it in because it's the destination that I will probably use most. So here's my ride options screen.
4: Destination, work. Double tap to edit destination. Back, button. Popular, page 1 selected. 9 dollars
2: Now, this is a little high, so just for kicks, I'm going to hit the back button. Back.
4: Options screen, data, six minutes, destination back, and selected Uberks, $9.07.
2: And it seems that's what the price is going to be. There is someone relatively close to my area, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. It's a little high, but probably only about 50 cents higher than normal. If I flick right, I'll find the PayPal button and that's where i would configure my payment options i want to flick right once more
4: request uberx button
2: and i've double tapped that button
4: requesting your right and connecting to nearby drivers fine requesting your right and connecting to nearby drivers requesting your right and connecting to nearby drivers Okay,
2: and we wait, I guess it's thinking.
4: Three of five, three of five.
2: Here we go, it refreshed.
4: Finding your ride. Menu, menu, finding your ride. Button.
2: Okay, I'll wait a minute and see what happens. When I went on my first Uber ride, it did not do this, so this must mean that there are fewer drivers in the immediate area. Menu,
4: button, finding your ride, button. Finding your ride, menu, Menu. finding your ride, button.
2: I'm going to double tap, oh, no, I'm not. It just refreshed.
4: Meet at the pickup point for home. Driver, name, David. Rating, 4.75. Vehicle, Toyota Yaris. License plate, F, button. Driver, name, David.
2: And that's all that's on this screen. It gives me all his information. Now I'm going to double tap.
4: Feet open. Back. En route. Nine minutes. Driver. Name. David. Rating. Contact. Button. Cancel. Button.
2: If I needed to cancel my trip, there's still a cancellation fee, but that's where I would do it.
4: Your current trip. Destination. Little Flower Manor. Button. 12 53 PM arrival, double tap to share trip status, button. The fare of this trip is $9 and seven cents. PayPal button, free rides, send friends a free ride.
2: And then that's the standard content that's in the feed. So I'm going to flick back to contact,
4: your current can't contact button.
2: And I'm going to double tap
4: contact driver. Contact driver, your current phone number, plus one, edit, but call, but message, button.
2: And I'm going to message. Show more, plus
4: one, five, cap C, cap Y, two, plus one. And
2: it puts in his phone number, which I think is kind of strange. You would think they would have a way to hide that.
4: Plus one, show more message text field is editing text message character mode insertion and and start
2: now i'm going to double tap and i'm going to dictate my message
4: space dictate hello
2: comma i will be waiting in front of the house period i am totally blind comma and am using a white cane period
4: thinking inserted hello I will be waiting in front of the house. I am.
2: Oh, great. Dictation did not finish, apparently. Text
4: field is editing. Hello. I will be waiting in front of the house. I am totally blind. And I'm using a white cane. Character mode. Okay. Insertion point at end. Sent.
2: I guess it did. So, I will double tap send. Sent
4: messages. Back button. Plus one. Back button.
2: I'm going to go back into the Uber app.
4: App switcher, messages, Uber, active, Uber, back, button, cancel, contact, three of five back, button.
2: I'm going to touch the back
4: button. Back, feet closed. Meet at the pickup point for home. Messages, now, plus one
2: at that point unfortunately technology failed me and the recording did not keep on recording so let me tell you what did happen and how the rest of the trip transpired fortunately you saw and heard most of what was relevant you heard me get a text message and that was just the driver david saying thank you i could read the screen and hear that the ETA or estimated time of arrival kept getting lower and lower until it told me that he was there. When he pulled up he greeted me by name which let me know that it was the right vehicle. I could have also asked him for his name had I needed or wanted that added confirmation. We had a very nice chat and I found out that he drove for both Uber and Lyft. I didn't even know Lyft was available in this area So I will be taking a look at that, and if there's anything relevant that is different or very different in the app, there may be a demo of that as well. I'm just not certain at the moment. We also had a discussion about cell phone numbers. I said I thought it was odd that they gave his whole cell phone number, and he said that really wasn't the case, that the number that I saw on my screen was a temporary number that forwarded to his number, but that if I tried it 20 minutes after the trip or maybe a day later it would likely go to another driver because those numbers kept getting reused and recycled. Along the same principle the number that was shown as mine was also masked. So those numbers are recycled and forwarded among Uber customers. I really was very happy to hear this. It meant that your own number, your own information was kept safe and kept secure. Also Between the time that I recorded this information and the time that I'm editing it, Uber has announced that tipping will be available in the app. So please know that anything that I have said here can and may change as the app evolves and grows. One of the things I learned when I took Uber was that Lyft was also available in this area, and so I decided to give it a try. I will not be doing a comprehensive walkthrough but just enough of one so that you can see in some fundamental ways how the apps differ and also to give you a little bit of security so that if you are doing this for the first time you will at least have some idea of what to expect. I have the Lyft app open on my iPhone and let's explore the screen. Menu. Button. Here is where you can change and view various options and you can set up your payment method and do all those sign up initial setup sorts of things.
4: Invite friends to lift button.
2: That also is a similar feature in Uber.
4: Ride mode, lift button.
2: Double tapping this button will allow me to choose whether or not i am fine with one to four seats or whether i need a vehicle with up to six
4: pickup five button
2: this is where i do want to be picked up so i will leave that unchanged
4: confirm pickup ada seven minutes button
2: double tapping this button will essentially start my trip there are still some things i need to do and to set up but this essentially is how i start so i will double tap
4: Confirm pickup, request lift, button.
2: Now we're presented with another screen. Let's explore these options.
4: Menu, button.
2: Same as before.
4: Cancel configuration, button.
2: I can still cancel this if I choose.
4: Ride mode, lift, four seats, arrives in eight minutes, button. Payment method, PayPal, button. Request price estimate, button. Drop off location. Text field is editing, address or place name, insertion point at start.
2: I've gone to the top of the screen and this is where I choose my destination.
4: Cancel button, destination, heading, drop off location. Text field is editing, address or place name, character mode, insertion point at start. Choose on map, add from calendar, add home shortcut, new, home. Five, edit shortcut, button, work, Little Flower manner Actions available.
2: And just as I have done in Uber, I have set this as my work location. As you can tell, you can choose the location from a map or if you have it in your calendar, you can choose from that or you can simply type or dictate the location. In this case, I'm going to choose the quote work option to take me to Little Flower Manor so I'll double tap.
4: Select menu button
2: and I'm now at the top of a new screen.
4: Cancel configuration button ride mode lift payment method paypal price n slash a price button.
2: Unfortunately even though I requested a price it still is not giving me one. However from what I have heard lift seems less prone to surge pricing, partly because it is not yet as well known. I did use lift last evening, so it will be interesting to see how the prices for my trips compare.
4: Pickup, 500, Destination, Little Flower Manor, Add Stop, Button.
2: This is a nice feature. If I needed to add a stop in between, I could add that stop
4: right here. Request Lift, Button.
2: And double tapping this option will finalize the information and request a lift.
4: Request lift, cancel ride, button, menu, button, adding finishing touches, pickup, arrives in nine minutes.
2: Okay, so a fair amount was going on there. First, what it says is something like requesting your ride, maximizing the most effective route, something like that, which I was not able to capture as I was looking for the top of the screen. Now here is pretty much the screen I will see until my ride arrives.
4: Menu, button, invite friends to lift, button, arrives in nine minutes, dimmed, button.
2: And this will update as the arrival time grows closer.
4: Vehicle, white Hyundai Elantra, driver, Jean Carlos, license plate, rating, 5.0 stars, pickup, edit pickup location, Destination: little flower manor add stop button contact button split button
2: that would allow me to split the fare with someone else send data button and then I could send my ETA to someone via email text messaging or using many of the other share options on the iPhone
4: cancel ride button
2: there is a a window of time in which you can cancel a ride without being penalized. I think it is about five minutes, but please do not quote me on that. Also, while I'm thinking of it, I should mention that the name of the app is spelled L-Y-F-T, and it is available in the App Store. So I'm going to flick left to contact my driver.
4: Send split contact button. Contact. Contact your driver. Jean Carlos. Send message. Button. Call. Button. Cancel. Button.
2: Those are my options. I'm going to send a message.
4: Call. Send message. Button. Message. Text field. Is editing. Text message. Insertion point at start.
2: And I'm going to dictate. Dictate. Good morning. Period. I am totally blind, comma, and use a white cane period. I am waiting in front of the house, period. Thank you, period.
4: Thinking. Good morning. I am totally blind and use a white cane. I am waiting in front of the house. Thank you. Character mode, insertion point at end.
2: So I will send my message.
4: Sent. button. Sent. Menu. Arrives in 10 minute. Messages. Now. One. Six. One. Arrives in nine minutes. Arrives in nine minutes. Dimmed. Button.
2: It did not read that well, so let's check out my text message.
4: App switcher. Messages. Nine unread messages. One. Unread. 11.38 a.m. Lift. Heads up. Jean Carlos may be driving and unable to text back. If you don't hear back, try calling. App switcher. Lift. Active. Lift. Arrives in 10 minutes.
2: I'm now back in the app and I am back on the screen we just reviewed and basically there is not too much to show you from here. My arrival time is listed and it will update from time to time. Unfortunately, I was not able to capture the rest of the information. That is because when I got to my destination there was quite a lot of background noise. Had I waited, I was afraid that it would have timed out and I wanted to give feedback, etc. So let me tell you what did happen. The ETA kept going down, which was very nice, and when my driver arrived I got a message. I do find that this is a little more prompt on Uber as in I get the message just as my driver is pulling up. On Lyft I seem to get the message right after I have gotten in the car. Once my trip is over it asks me to add a tip and I can add a $1 tip, a $2 tip, a $5 tip, or an other amount. Once I do that it asks me to rate my driver anywhere from 1 to 5 stars and then I can leave a comment that is anonymously shared with the driver. Overall my experiences with both Lyft and Uber have been positive and I wouldn't hesitate to use either one of them. In the show notes you will find a link to an article about Uber and some changes that are coming. Also in the show notes, you will find codes you can use when you sign up for Lyft or Uber. When you do this, you get a free ride. And in the spirit of full disclosure, so do I. So if you get a code from someone with whom you're close friends, you'll want to put in their code. But if you don't have one, and just want to take advantage of the free ride, you're certainly welcome to use mine. All the best and happy travels.
1: And we are back, both exhausted from our Uber rides. Oh, they we've were... had
3: Uber, we've had Lyft, we're, we're ready to go now. It's, it's madness. We've had a couple of nice rides and now we can um, rest.
2: <laughs> or talk to ourselves.
3: Or we could talk to ourselves. Yes, we could. Alexa now has a new feature. It seems like every week I'm saying that she has a new feature, don't I? But that's okay. She has a new feature, and I mentioned on a previous podcast, gosh, I'll be so happy when ALEXA has her intercom system built in, and you'll be able to utilize that. Well, now you can. If you have an Echo show, you'll actually get video to go along with it. If you're using a dot or an Echo, you will be able to just get the audio. So, I noticed that I didn't. So, notice that I did not say tap. This is not available, unfortunately, on the Amazon tap. But you can use it on your show, dot, or echo. I don't know about the look. I really haven't heard much about the look and how. It's not
1: available as of yet, anyway.
3: Oh, that's right. It's not here yet. It's not quite ready to be brought into the world. It's on pre order, I think, but you can't actually try this yet on it but we'll see what happens with that. So basically what Amazon has done is call this drop in and you go into the communications tab on your Alexa app and you enable it. And I think it's called enable, so you enable drop in. And then what you'll do is you'll be able to look at the names of your Echos and rename <laughs> them if need be and you could call one like kitchen or living room or nursery or bedroom or whatever. Or you can just leave them as they are. You'll need to know their names so that you'll be able to use the drop-in feature. Basically, you get some really cool little chimes and you're able to experience whatever's happening in the other room and talk to whoever is there.
1: I'm just trying to... Yeah, the thing about this drop-in feature is you enable it for your contact. So you enable it for yourself.
3: Yes, you do have to do that. That's important. You have to go into yourself as a contact and enable it there.
1: Because... You can enable drop-in for other people or places across the world. So let's say, for example, you have an elderly mother and you want to be able to drop in and have have a conversation with her just to find out what she's doing. Instead of calling her and having her say the magic word to answer, you can just drop in. Now, what Amazon is saying about this is to only enable drop-in for those people that you would give your house keys to. Because again, you are basically able to listen to what's going on in that room. Now, it's my understanding if you have an echo show and you drop into somebody else that has an echo show, they, you don't get their video. They have to acknowledge the video aspect. And then once they acknowledge the video aspect, then you can see them, but your audio is instantly available. Just the video is not instantly available on the show.
3: So I'm going to show how this works. You won't get the exact effect because there's no one to talk to. You'll just hear me talking to myself, but it's okay. I have my dot in my kitchen for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> and I have my big echo right here. So I'm going to put down my mic, and I'm going to say, Alexa, drop into Kim's Amazon dot.
0: Kim's Echo dot right?
3: Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I'm going into the kitchen. And I'm I'm going. Here I am. Oh, you'll be hearing me in a second. You can hear me now, I know. Hi. Here I am. I'm in my kitchen and I'm having a conversation with myself. So there might be a little bit of lag because the bedroom is not terribly far from the kitchen. This is a one-story house. But it gives you an idea. It's very clear. I'm standing right in front of my dot right now, my dot next to my kitchen sink. And it gives you an idea of the sound quality. And I wish you could have heard the beautiful little chime when I connected. Actually, what I'm going to do is you can hear it from there. I'm going to hang up, and then I'm going to start the call again, except this time I'm going to do it from the dot instead of from the echo. So, I'm going to hang up. Alexa, hang up. Hello! I'm back again. There's the beautiful chime. So, when you drop in, the thing that you're dropping into gets to hear that beautiful little chime. The other time, or the other way, you'll hear a different chime. So, when I dropped into my dot you heard a different sound from my echo than you did that time. So I'm going to hang up again and then I'm going to come back and get my microphone. So hold on, Alexa, hang up.
1: And now you are back and you didn't like kill yourself, uh, talking to yourself from dot to dot. Now we had to be quiet. One of the cool things that we wish we could have done was to be able to talk to you through the, device that you're using to record the podcast but for technical reasons that just didn't work out
3: yeah that's not happening today but maybe we'll do that another day <laughs> we could always do it in uh, we could always do it in class so there's there's plenty of ways we could make that happen
1: mm-hmm. exactly we could
3: come up with something i could drop
1: into one of y'all or something <laughs> did lisa drop out
3: no no is that like drop She's in there. and drop out <laughs> no nope, i'm here
1: thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the mystic access podcast again for those that are celebrating happy fourth stay safe for those that are not happy tuesday and stay safe yes and remember we've
3: got lots of goodies coming up free coupon free classes lots of goodies so we hope to connect with you soon bye bye see ya
0: the preceding podcast is a presentation of mystic access where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com Call us 716-543-3323 and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.